What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Loud Hound Sports Podcast. I'm Bobby McGinnis, back with Thomas Blone, as always. And today we have another guest. We have Yogi Ahuja back in the building. <laughs> Yogi, what's going on? Well, we got a lot going on in the sports world. First, we got a couple upsets in bas- college basketball. Then we got the spring spring league spring league starting and we got a lot of sports tension going on i know i can't wait to dive into it tom how you doing today yeah i'm doing good uh i really enjoyed college basketball on saturday there were three or four upsets and uh i'm really excited to come in uh, tournament times coming right around the corner yeah for sure and speaking of tournament time a lot of hopeful students here on the Loyola campus. Our team has won six of their last seven games, and they really look like a different team from the first half of the season. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What are our chances of winning the Patriot League tournament and punching our ticket in March? Man, it's so important to get that bye in the tournament. Like, if if Loyola can pull off that bye, the tournament will be much more easier, and then they'll get the, the Patriot League tournament. Yeah, the Patriot League tournament, and then it will be much easier to have a chance at yeah. making March Madness. Yeah, you make a good point. Loyola Maryland currently sits um, in the sixth seed right now, although as far as record goes, they're in a three-way tie with Navy and Bucknell. Um, however, I believe Loyola holds the tiebreaker. So right now, if the season were to end right, obviously today, uh, they would have the sixth seed, but there are two games left against Lehigh and Navy. Navy, Navy yeah. So um, who they are ahead of right now in the standings. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, – Loyola definitely has a shot to get that by. And like you said, Yogi, it's a big difference maker, and it'll, it'll really help them because then you only need to win three games as opposed to four. Exactly, yeah. I'm excited for the tournament coming up in a little bit. But, yeah, hopefully they can beat Navy and secure the, the bye. And then they have Lehigh, who they should be able to, to handle. But I think this tournament could be wide open because Loyola did beat Colgate, who's the number one seed in the Patriot League right now uh, a few weeks ago. So I, th- I think it's up for grabs. Yeah, Tom, you, you make a good point because originally I didn't think that Loyola had any shot in the Patriot League. Then they came out, they beat Colgate, and I was like, all right, Maybe it is like an even playing field, and that really what it, that's what it seems to be. Um, a lot of teams beat up on each other. I think the Patriot League has pretty good depth um, besides Holy Cross down there with only two conference wins. But like I said, a lot of depth, and I think it's really um, anybody's anybody has a good chance of coming out of this tournament and, and punching their ticket to the March Madness dance, the big dance. It's all about who stays more consistent, has a strong ending. The Patriots League is... Unlike every other league, like there's actually like a competition, and it's really hard to see that in college basketball. We always know who, who are the dominant teams and the top teams, but this is going to be interesting for sports fans. Yeah, and you guys uh, made a good point about some of the upsets this past weekend. We saw Indiana beat Penn State, um, and that was a huge upset, Tom. I really thought that Penn State was going to win that game, but Indiana came out strong and pretty much held the lead the whole way. Yeah, you really never know. Uh, this year in college basketball, any team can win any day. And uh, Indiana did come out strong. They blew their big lead that they had in the first half. But uh, they finished off the game uh, as they should, and they got the big W. And uh, we saw Gonzaga also got upset. Uh, Baylor got upset. Uh, so, yeah, there, were, there was a lot of action going on on Saturday. Yeah, Marquette got upset as well, losing by 12 points to Providence. Um, West Virginia upset by TCU. Houston was upset by Memphis. I mean, just crazy day 
um, in the college basketball world. UCLA upset Colorado on the road. Um, you, I believe you, we, we mentioned San Diego State uh, lost their first game this season to UNLV. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a really crazy weekend, and it just goes to show – I think that this past weekend really summed up the entire season um, in the NCAA men's um, league because it's just been so up and down, such a roller coaster ride, and, and really there's no dominant team, you could say. Also, last week I was talking about Duke and how good and consistent they were, and they had a pretty bad loss to NC State. It was like almost like 20 points, and that's pretty crazy to believe. It's kind of the thing about sports. There's We always feel like towards the end that there's that one more dominant team, one better team, but then the most exciting part is the upsets. When you feel when you feel when you believe one team is going to be better, but they actually lose at the most critical time of the season. Yeah, no, you make a good point. Um, but I want to return. I'm looking at the Maryland game from Sunday, Tom, and you and I both were watching that one. Um, so were a lot of people, I'm sure, here in the state of Maryland. And Ohio State just looked dominant the whole game, and it seemed like Maryland was playing catch-up. And when they got close, uh, their, you could arguably their best player, um, senior Anthony Cowan Jr., fouled out. Um, but him and Jalen Smith, not their best scoring games this season they only combined for 18 and, and in a typical game I could see both of them scoring 18 alone so uh, tough game offensively for the Terrapins yeah the Big Ten this year has been really inconsistent uh, from a, a team standpoint Ohio State started off the year uh, very hot but they've dropped so many games they're 8-8 eight and eight right now in the Big Ten and uh, we've seen Maryland go out there and just lay an egg like they did on Sunday against Ohio State. Iowa uh, has proved to be dominant at points, but they don't play well on the road. Illinois, they they even started the season hot. They were number one in the Big Ten for a decent amount of time, and, and they've dropped. So the Big Ten this year, I think, has is a very strong conference. I think a lot of teams... We might even see 10 teams from that conference get into the to the big dance, but uh, there's a lot of inconsistency from those teams. Yeah, Tom, and how important is it to be consistent heading into the tournament? I mean, we see some inconsistency now. How is it going to translate in the next couple of weeks when pretty much nothing before this matters? It's extremely important to be consistent um, as soon as the tournament comes around because a team right now like Kansas, who's playing their best basketball, they haven't lost a game in, in over a month, maybe even two months, is exactly what, the kind of basketball you want to be playing coming into March Madness because uh, you don't want to be playing your worst basketball because you, you can get upset at any point. Yogi, um, who do you like uh, in the tournament now that you said you kind of want to go back on your word when you said you wanted Duke. So I want to hear your, your new thoughts on uh, maybe some of the front runners for the March Madness tournament. That's a hard question as basically in some sense all the results we've gotten this season don't really matter once the tournament starts. It's basically about making the tournament and what teams excel. So I would say one of the front runners now is like Kansas, like like you guys were saying, they haven't lost in a while, and they've been they uh, they've been winning strong and beating some good teams. Um, but otherwise, there are a lot there are a lot of good teams in there, and there are many upsets. So, we're gonna have to see how it goes. Yeah, and Tom, how important was that Kansas win over Baylor, and what does that show you about the Baylor team? 
after they lost their second game of the season to Kansas. Yeah, that was huge because Kansas did not want to get swept by their uh, rival in the Big 12 uh, on the season series. And it, it also tied up the Big 12 standings. Each team only has one loss now. So I'm assuming if both teams went out, which they should, they should uh, tie the Big 12 and they should both get each a share of the, of the championship uh, regular season title. But uh, it hurt Baylor a little bit because it's a, it hurts your confidence a little bit after losing a game like that because they've been so good the whole year and they've been one of the most consistent teams we've seen uh, in in college basketball, but uh, I think both these teams are gonna can make a great run in the tournament. Yeah, and I'm just looking at some of the rankings here. Creighton jumped up five spots. Um, they're ranked tenth as the highest uh, Big East team um, on the AP Top 25 rankings. So, how do you see them doing in the tournament with only six losses? I like Creighton. They've been playing great basketball. I've watched a few of their games. They beat Marquette pretty comfortably. They destroyed Butler on uh, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and Butler's not a bad team. They're a little inconsistent, but that's that's a huge win for them. But uh, I still think the best team in the Big East is Seton Hall. I know Creighton's ranked above them right now, but Seton Hall is the number one team in the Big Ten uh, going by conference record. And they have Powell... Uh, McKnight, they got a few great players. Creighton doesn't have that one dominant player, but they, they play great as a team and they move the basketball. And that could be the formula you need to win in, in March. So um, I'm excited to see what uh, what teams make it from the Big East and how they get seeded in the tournament. But I do really like Creighton this year. They look great. And I'm, I was extremely excited for this Penn State team. Um, I thought that they were having one of their better se- best seasons that I've ever seen, um, quite honestly. And then they lost two this week to one to Illinois and one to Indiana, and that just really hurt them a lot. They went down um, in the rankings from nine all the way down to 16, so dropping seven slots really does hurt you. And, Tom, I don't know if I could be confident in this Penn, Penn State team going into the tournament. Yeah, you just can't lose two two games in one week ever if you want to be in the top ten, and uh, I really can't. I don't see this team making a huge run. I th- I thought they were a lot better than they were, but um, they don't have that one. They're another team that doesn't have that one uh, player that can carry them, and they don't shoot the ball well. We saw the their game over the weekend against Indiana. They they shot very poorly from three point range. And they didn't shoot the ball great from the field overall. And you can't win games nowadays in, in college basketball if you can't shoot the ball uh, the way other teams can, like Auburn, who shoots the ball great, or a Kansas team, or a Baylor team, or even Duke. So it's it's going to be tough for them come March. And Yogi, I just want to talk to you about how important it is to have experience when heading into the tournament. This year we have teams like Dayton currently ranked fourth, San Diego State ranked fifth, um, just a few more just to rattle off. Uh, BYU is ranked 17th. A team like Colorado, I'm naming teams right now that aren't always in the tournament year in, year out, like Duke, Kentucky, um, Louisville, you could say. Um, so what? It, how important is it to have experience when it comes to the big dance? And what are these teams that have less experience going to have to do in order to make their way um, to the final game? Well, the more experience they have, the more like the players know and then the players are used to the situation. It's more of a mental thing. But um like when we like in the playoffs, we always have these games which we basically can't explain like we got buzzer beaters and then we got crazy things happening at the end of the game. 
and that's only what experience can teach us. Some of these players are really, really new and having great seasons, and a lot is expected with them, and then they're growing and they're getting better and better. But with with these new teams coming in, they're going to have to be really, really confident going in because the experienced teams now kind of have patience and they know what what is going to happen and like if they're behind they can basically be the comeback team kind of like in the, in the in football we talk about the patriots they always find a way right so that's basically like the duke and the kentucky and so we're going to have to see what goes on from there yeah it's definitely going to be a great tournament um, and I'm really excited for it, but we're going to have to see how it shakes out. So moving over, I know it's a little bit of a shorter show today. Um, I kind of just want to end with a little bit, you know, the NFL drafts coming up, the NFL combine. So Yogi, how important is it? You know, these players, they're coming out of college and there's so many different rumors about personality and, um, how the, how players are on and off the field. How important is it to kill this combine? Uh, we saw last year, DK Metcalf, his stock rised uh, tremendously after he just did amazing in the combine. Um, he ended up being a second round pick, which was later than people, um, thought he would be after his combine results. Nonetheless, he's been doing pretty good in Seattle with the Seahawks. So um, my question is, yeah, how important is it to do very well in this combine if you're a young player looking to get drafted early? Well, in the NFL, there are a lot of people who come out of college like Joe Burrow who are already big names and stuff. But this, the NFL combine is definitely meant for players who need who need to like kind of prove themselves because there are a lot of colleges out there which – which players are really good, but they don't get the chance since they go to a lower level, lower level college. And this is their chance to prove themselves. And all the scouts from different teams are there. So this is not just an experience to prove themselves, but to just see how it is and how other players at their level and age are. So it's really, it's really helpful for them to learn and gain knowledge from. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely um, a chance for these players to make a name for themselves. Um, we see it every year uh, that these kids are shattering records. You know, John Ross currently holds the 40-yard dash record. I believe it's 4.22, and Henry Ruggs came out and said that he thinks he has a shot to beat it. And if he does, that's going to make his draft stock rise tremendously because players want those guys who could fly down the field and at the very least be a decoy to opposing defenses. But um, like I said, it's a little bit of a shorter show. I believe last week we mentioned it too. We just this is a terrible time in the sports world um, when the most exciting thing is college basketball, um, com, uh, NFL combine, spring training and baseball. It's just mid-season basketball on NHL. It's just kind of a rough period um, in the sports world. But nonetheless, there's a lot to look forward to, and we'll be making sure to cover that throughout the rest of the semester. But I believe we're going to take about a week or we won't be back for what, another two weeks, Tom? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, with the spring break coming up. Um, but that's going to, when we come back, we're like right uh, right before the March Madness tournament. So it's going to be uh, a lot to cover. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait. Something I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, I'm Bobby McGinnis alongside Thomas Ballone, Yogi Ahuja, and this was Loud Hounds. Shout out to Great Comp Studios, and we'll see you guys next time.